0: Welcome to the Political Party Pooper Playbook. And if you thought all we did was sit around thinking up ways to poop on empty-suit politicians, well, you'd be half right. This is indeed the P4B. I'm your host, the crazy and carefree Matt Jordan. And you are welcome. This week... Alyssa Milano, uber hottie, and ding Bat of the week, part one. Okay, bottom line up front, we can do this. We know enough. We just need to be strong together. I scrolled across a video post from Alyssa Milano on X a few days back. Yeah, she's still hot. If I was any weirder, she'd be high on my list of people I'd like to stalk. But, man, is she ever a Hollywood caricature. Her post was about why she's supporting the regime she thinks is headed by Joe Biden. Right out of the gate, she's too far gone into the la-la land of show folk to realize that Joe runs precisely nothing. He's just the poor bastard they send out to mumble a few talking points they assign to him, And take the heat for the social breakdown the regime is causing. But I digress. In her post, Milano made three main points. She's supporting the old bag of bones because 1. No child should go hungry in this country. 2. People shouldn't have to work three jobs just to make ends meet. And three, we should have an equal rights amendment to ensure equal treatment for women. Most of the normal people who read this are already smiling. They already know I'm about to tear these Democrat talking points to shreds. But there are a few out there on the fence or all out woke who are knitting your brows. You're staring at this post like a high-functioning monkey looking at a Rubik's Cube. You're wondering what I could possibly say about such a compassionate list of aspirations. I'm twirling my mustache like an evil villain right now. Let us begin. On point one, there are children who go hungry in this country. That is not for a lack of money from the nanny state. And the fault is shared equally between the Democratic Party, feckless rhinos, and the parents of kids who go hungry. As our younger demographic has shrunk over the last 40 years, we have added more and more money every single year to what we spend on food assistance. When Trump had unemployment at an all-time low for every race and both sexes, there are only two. We piled on more per year to the same funds, and with COVID, we went batshit. There are people saying we should keep food assistance at that level of spending. There are only a few reasons for child hunger in the United States. First, too many of the kids are the issue of drug or alcohol adult mothers, or even parents. We'll discuss that qualifier momentarily. The adults in the lives of the kids are too baked to care for them. If the poor kids are lucky enough to interact with society at all, the school feeds them. Hopefully, compassionate people who know their plight try to help. But Mommy Crackhead isn't a reliable provider of nutrition, nor is she likely to get to the welfare office to fill out the forms to get assistance. Some manage to do it. But what is a crackhead mom or dad going to do with a program that lets you cash out a hefty portion of it each week? And who will cook food on a regular basis? Second, there are parents going back two or more generations who have been flushed through the prison system we call K-12 who come out the other end utterly ignorant of basic life skills and without an education. If that's the only problem, the parents do a little better. But to be sure, there are a lot of moms who never take full advantage of the generous programs available because they can't read the associated literature and can barely spell more than their own name. But what's the biggest problem here? A lack of fatherhood among the classes in question is the central reason for such widespread deprivation of our kids. With a lack of education and a lack of mentorship, each new generation is doomed to become an even bigger mess than the one before it. The naive celebration of single motherhood, along with accepting a huge swath of parental abandonment by worthless punks, sissies who think they're men, has done more to doom the kids to a life of failure than any other cause I could list here. Solutions to Dingbat Complaint 1 Feeding Kids. Fixing this problem does not require another dime from the Beltway or the States. It requires a two pronged, multi generational plan. First, substance abuse. We must stigmatize drug abuse and addiction. It is not a disability, and the people who engage in it are not, quote, self-medicating. There's a footnote. They are demolishing themselves and their lives and the lives of those around them through a voluntary action. While getting clean is more difficult, it is equally voluntary. Never fucking up to begin with is the easiest path. But kids of addicts and abusers will not get that message from mommy or daddy. Society will have to send that message. It will have to be loud and cold. So we need the collective fortitude to be loud and harsh. The guidance must be a constant from schools, governance, social services, and the law. More in just a bit. I've always said that I could write full-time, and I'd be willing to do it for free. Well, I'm full-time, and I'm doing it for free. (laughs) It doesn't feel as purely good as I thought it might. It is a labor of love, I promise, but I wouldn't mind picking up a few shekels and yen, you know, a little beer money. So, keep me motivated. There are two ways you can support the P4B directly. One is by visiting Po River, where you can find P4B gear and all kinds of other cool stuff. The other way is by smashing the button provided just above the final segment To be sure, not everyone can afford to support a podcast. If you would be kind enough to hit the share button whenever you visit, that too would go a long way in supporting my work. But, really, you know, beer money. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Fatherhood. We must severely stigmatize absentee fatherhood. Fathers who abandon their kids must be brought to heel. Sound harsh? I don't give a shit. And neither should you. Other than violent crime, there are few things worse a man can do than leaving a woman to raise kids by herself and without support. In fact, the male who does that is not a man. He's just a failure who, but for nature, has an XY chromosome. And that is the message every responsible adult should echo. This is especially true for men who are responsible fathers or aspire to be that. Do you know a guy who has one or more kids he doesn't care for or live with? Not through divorce, with shared custody, but just walked away from them. You must Turn your back on that male. And make it clear why. Be up front. If they want friends among real men, they need to do what it takes to raise those kids with the mother. This, of course, becomes problematic with serial douchebags. But at some point, a man has got to be a man. Or he should have no male friends. He doesn't deserve the consideration and likely can't be depended on as a real friend anyway. He's a douchebag. So at work, or at the softball game, at the sports bar, let the deadbeat know you don't respect his being a deadbeat. Don't make time for him. Surround yourself with real men, with real jobs, and real lives. To moms who are doing their level best to raise kids on their own, there are mentorships available, especially for boys. Do your best to get them in one. Men, if your neighborhood doesn't have one, start one. Here's just one model. Click on the button that says mentorship program. Now, if that last point doesn't trip your trigger, this one might. Motherhood. We must stigmatize, quote, easy, girls. This is a mouthful coming from me. I have always said people, adults, can do as they please with each other. I'll not say them nay. But, with all actions come consequences. You must be responsible for your actions, period. Girls, you are not sex toys. And babies are not trophies, Many, many, many girls who throw their legs open for a guy really know whether he's worth a damn. And if you don't know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he has his shit wired, he'll be loyal and he will provide, super glue your knees together. He doesn't deserve you. And flowers and sweet talk and a cool strut doesn't earn the prize. A good job, a healthy social life, an adult attitude, and the strength for real sacrifice might, but usually, you know. And forget all this Hollywood crap about the strong woman demonstrating her agency, proving to the world she can be a baby mama at 16 years old. It's not a happy path, it's a load of crap. There is a 75% chance your kids will have all the problems I listed above plus the added bonus of criminality. Yes, I am suggesting that if you try to raise kids when you are alone and young, you have a hand in any negative outcomes that the kids, who you will certainly love, will face, and there will likely be many negative outcomes. Your friends might pay lip service to how cool and strong you are. You may feel like Murphy Brown for a few months, but reality will suck. And those friends, not much use. So the end game to the first prong in fixing Milano's point one, is creating the foundation for the next two generations to be better parents and raise better kids. Now listen, I already know the objection floating around in your head right now. It will intensify as we go on, but I will address it. The second prong is education. We start by doing away with the Department of Education. It has never contributed to the education of a single child. It is a playroom for phony professionals. It's a daily exercise in mental masturbation. It sucks up money for no purpose. Cut the cost of the program out of federal revenues and leave it with the states. It wouldn't hurt to do away with the Department of Labor as well. This would have an uplifting effect on schools across the country. But there is far too much to unpack here, so I will leave the explanation for that for a future episode. We must stigmatize ignorance. That should need no explanation. We start actually educating our kids through the use of competition. Charter and magnet schools have been wildly successful compared to their public school counterparts, but there are too few of them to make any significant difference. Most kids don't have the option of going to those schools. The unions hate them because they know in order to maintain their membership positions, there's a footnote, the members would have to improve their game. Yes, there are too many really shitty teachers out there. Don't buy into the propaganda that paints every teacher as an angel or a superhero. Most are not. But forced to perform, many, many more would be. So we have a new generation of kids, especially those nearing adulthood who are learning more of life's basics, and the next generation coming up being better educated, raised with a dad, or at least mentored. These people will be highly employable, and if they should befall hard times, will be perfectly capable of raising kids with all the assistance available before getting back on track. For perspective, if you can't feed your kid well, When across the country, they are getting between 5 and 10 meals per day at school, you're not even half trying, or you're ignorant, or your brain is baked. Take this discussion viral, and the job is half done. Okay, okay, calm down, Matt. (laughs) I'll be back with part two and your big objections in a few days. Be sure to use all the buttons at the top and bottom of the text. We live and die by the share and subscribe buttons. Send inquiries to Productions at gmail.com. Thank you very much for joining us today.